One of those events is the St Albans Rainbow Trail Butterfly Trail Competition. Now, it's being run by Preet Cox, who coordinates the St Albans Rainbow Trail Facebook group. You'll remember all the rainbows in our windows during lockdown. Well, she's the wonderful woman who inspired that. Now, you'll find all the details for the Butterfly Trail competition on the St Albans Rainbow Trails Facebook page. But basically, you can either spot one of the beautiful butterfly pictures created by Preet's Rainbow Army and displayed in their windows around the district, or you can draw and display your own butterfly. And you've got until the 5th of June, and there's lots of prizes. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Well, at last it feels like summer and the sun is shining. But the chilly weather last week didn't stop the St Albans Sustainability Festival getting off to a fantastic start. Things kicked off with the sustainable market last Sunday with not just things like vegan food and sustainable businesses, but also local environmental groups like Grow Community Sopwell and the Wildhood Watch holding stalls to share what they're doing with the public. And the chilly weather wasn't enough to keep 120 people away from the Save the World Through Music gig that St Albans Greenpeace ran at the Mermaid pub where they enjoyed a lovely evening of songs and music and poetry all inspired by the climate and ecological crisis. And the Vare Valley Society has been showing off the natural wonders of St Albans' own internationally rare chalkstream river in its evening mayfly walks. And those are just a few of the events that have been going on. I even found myself pond dipping, not something you often get the chance to do once you're over the age of about 10, um, down at the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust headquarters in Verulamian Park as part of their wildlife gardening event. It was lots of fun, actually. And a big thank you to Heidi Carruthers for teaching us so much and making the event a lot of fun. Now, if you heard last week's show, you'll know that Heidi, who's coordinator of Wild St Albans, is asking you to fill out the How Wild Are We survey, survey that you can do in your own garden or space or in the park or, or any other public space. Now, I've got a copy of the survey in front of me here, and it is Well, it's super simple to fill in. There's a section for um, birds, one for bugs, wildflowers and pond life. And there's pictures of everything you need to look for. So it's kind of like an ice spy sheet. Um, There's plenty on there. Well, to interest me, but I really think kids would love it too. Now, we're told to do the survey on a sunny day and we've got until the 6th of June to fill it in. So do take a look at that. It's really important for Heidi to be able to baseline how we're doing here in St Albans, as well as helping us to to start taking a, a look at the wildlife closer to us. And you'll find the survey on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust Wilder St Albans webpage. And I'll also put the link in the notes that go with the podcast to this show. And if you do find something interesting then I'd really like to hear about it on Twitter at RV underscore environment via the Environment Matters Facebook page or you can email me at uh, amanda at radioverolum.com. Now, the St Albans Sustainability Festival, it continues until the 6th of June and you can find out about all those great events coming up and book them at sustfest.org. 
Now, the Sustainability Festival has always been a local festival, engaging local people and motivating them to take action together to help the environment. But a knock-on effect of COVID means that some of this year's SUSFest events are online. um, And because of that, they can reach a much wider audience. In fact, reaching an audience from St Albans all the way to Pakistan and Bangladesh is the aim of an event on Saturday afternoon. One of the speakers is local powerhouse Farah Zia. I spoke to her earlier. I started by asking her to tell us just a little bit about her background. My name is Farah Zia. I'm uh, just a little bit about myself. I am. Uh, I lived in Saint Albans for more than fifty years. I'm originally from Pakistan, and uh, I'm the. I was the former chair and co-founder of Hafisha Asian Women Association. And I have been involved with SUS Festival uh, when my husband in 2017 and 18, he was the mayor of St. Albans, and we got the opportunity in that SUS Festival week to go around to lots of the events that was uh, organised for that week. And I have always been interested in gardening and environment. So that's where my interest with sustainability has arisen from. So Farha, you're going to be taking part in a sustainability festival event, which is going to be exploring the impact of climate and environmental issues from St. Albans to Pakistan and Bangladesh. Can you just tell us a little bit about the event? The event is on Zoom on 5th of June and the time is 2pm. And hopefully we go link in live with Pakistan and Bangladesh. My colleague and I have done, both of us have done a presentation and we got some video clipping to show the audience how the environment and climate has impacted the community that we I was brought up in. So I'm looking at specifically at my little hometown. I come from North Pakistan. And uh, where I live is a beautiful little town, surrounded by mountains, hills, a river flowing in the middle. But what have we human done to the river? What have we done? How we have polluted the whole of that town? Initially, I was looking on plastic. My research was on plastic. And then when I got somebody there to do a live video for me, on the river and that looked brilliant because he brought all the point up he went up straight to the mountain base where the river flows and the water is clean and pure and then he traveled down the river and us human what we have done to it and that really that shows the whole picture you know what we we as the human done i got some young guys to take some photographs for me with the drone and it looked so beautiful and peaceful the town But then I got him to take some pictures of the rubbish and the litter and, you know, in the river. And he says, wow. Yeah, that that sounds brilliant. And the fact that you've got local people to do some lovely filming for you sounds uh, really uh, good, a lovely way of involving people as well. And has climate change had an impact? Has the the changing weather patterns had an impact on your hometown as well? It has. We used to have um, lots of glaciers, ice, you know, surrounded by mountains. We don't see those snow mountains anymore because over the years the glaciers have been melting and the rivers are overflowing. In the summer, because it overflows, because the glaciers are ice 
from the mountains are melting. And then there's a season where the river is started drying up. Uh, the tree deforestation been happening over the years without anybody else, any of us taking a responsibility what we were doing to the climate. And have these changes affected the people who live there? Have they affected your relatives, perhaps? It has affected people because uh, the flooding, when it happens, it affects the people's lives. Because a lot of our land in that small town is agricultural land. On North Pakistan, where I am from, we have a four season. They last for three months. We used to have a pattern to it. Now there isn't a pattern. Indeed, it's it's hard living with uh, changing weather patterns, isn't it? So it sounds like those of us zooming in from St. Thomas will have our eyes open to the effect that climate change is having on your hometown in northern Pakistan, Farah. But are you hoping that the learning will be two ways and that people zooming in from Pakistan may get some inspiration from us here in St. Albans? I think it'd be really great because in St. Albans, six years ago, when we started the sustainability event, look at the recycling, what we're doing, how many percentage of recycling we're doing. And it's taken us six, seven years to get here. In my hometown, there is no recycling. They're just throwing the, the plastic bags, the plastic things into the river. We're losing all the wildlife around those rivers. Whereas I remember in, as a child, used to swim in that river. We used to have so much plantation around those that river. Now all it is is full of garbage. So how do you educate these people? I learned so much from just watching a couple of films. I don't know if you remember the Plastic Ocean film. That made me so much aware. And so I like people to take the ownership of what we're doing to our planet. And until we educate them, so my presentation is going to be about what's happening in my hometown what will be the learning outcome? Because I would like to show the Plastic Ocean 20-minute version film into the two local schools. It's going to be a small step, but I'm going to try and tackle one small thing at a time. And if I can educate 20 children not to throw plastic, or if I can get the authority to start looking into it, that would be achievement. Because just looking at the plastic carrier bag, you know, I know... Pakistan in the cities, they have banned the plastic bag. There's no sale of plastic bags. But in a small town like ours, we still have plastic bags. We still have plastic bottles that they just throw away, you know, without thinking what damage is doing. So Farah, it sounds like there's been quite a lot of negative changes in the environment around your hometown in Pakistan. But is there any positive change that you're going to be talking about? About 10 years ago, if you had gone to our town, the mountain were bare. There was no trees left, you know. And then uh, the One Billion Tree Initiative, six years ago, when Imran Khan started the One Million Tree Initiative, this is when they planted those trees. But if I will show you some clips on my presentation. Those trees have now turned into mature trees and the mountain looks beautiful. So that's good initiative. And what we did with that initiative is um, three years ago, in St. Oldham, we celebrated the Pakistan Independent Day event. But then we went over to the community garden to plant a tree there. And we wanted to plant a tree every year to link that sort of initiative from home to here. But unfortunately, the COVID had stopped us last year. And 
it's uh, COVID has got in the way of a lot of things, I hasn't know, it? I so, know. Indeed, but it but it sounds like there is a there will be a, a positive message in in what you're saying. And will the event that you're talking at will it be suitable for the whole family? I would think so. It's just about learning about two countries, what are we facing, how we can learn from each other. Thanks to Farhat for coming and explaining that to us. And I just think that it's a great event, isn't it? Communities from around the world learning about and from each other about the environmental issues that, well, ultimately affect the whole world. And a reminder about the event that Farhat was talking about, local to global, sustainable living. Two local women take you on a journey from St Albans to Pakistan and Bangladesh to explore the impact of climate and environmental issues. And it's on Saturday, 2 till 3 and you can book your place at sustfest.org or via the link in the notes to the podcast to this show. And the event is run by Hertfordshire Asian Women's Association and it is free to attend, but donations are very welcome. So there's loads more events that you can book. Um, Just got a few for you here that uh, I thought you might be interested in. Um, On Thursday morning, what happens to your food waste? Now, I mentioned this event because in previous um, sustainability festivals, the council has has run these events actually uh, down at the the plant where our food waste is processed. And these events have been so popular. So um, this year it'll be online, but I imagine it'll still be just as interesting. So it's St Albans Council and 7 Trent Green Power um, are running the event and they're going to explain how food waste or our food waste is turned into beautiful green electricity and fertiliser for the land. Uh, that's Thursday 10.30 till noon. Book that online at suspect.org. And then on Thursday evening, Climate Change, the Decisive Decade. Now, this is a, this is a talk and it's by Jonathan Porrett, who is a veteran environmental campaigner. And he's posing some serious questions about climate change in uh, this Zoom event Uh, big issues for everybody, for government, for businesses that all of us need to know about. And it starts at 5.30 and it's being run by Save Butterfly World. So great chance to to hear somebody who's really been thinking about this for a very long time, Jonathan Porritt. Then on Friday evening, now this one, this one really um, took my eye because I thought we like a bit of optimism. And this is a showing of the film 2040, an optimistic film, it says. It's um, a film by the Australian environmentalist uh, Damon Gamow, and it's an optimistic look at the future in a time of climate change. And I've seen it actually, and it really is optimistic, a really interesting and positive film to watch it's going it's going to be shown from 8 until 9 45 p.m and um it's saint paul's church that are showing that so that should be a a nice um as you say optimistic event to attend and then on Sunday, Sunday the 6th, there's a lunchtime concert, Birds and Bees. And it's at the Abbey at St. Albans Cathedral. You don't have to book for it, just a walk-in concert. And it's given by the young musicians of St. Albans Cathedral. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Um, it's featuring a selection of French, German and English songs. Um, and a group will be walking to the concert from St. John's Church in Harpenden at 10am if you fancy a walk. Now, the actual concert itself um, is between between one and two, as I say, in the cathedral. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, Young people um, giving a free concert there. 
And don't forget there's lots of Sussfest events that run throughout the festival as well and you can find all of them um, in the front of the Sussfest brochure at sussfest.org. One of those events is the St Albans Rainbow Trail Butterfly Trail competition. Now it's being run by Preet Cox who coordinates the St Albans Rainbow Trail Facebook group. You'll remember all the rainbows in our windows during lockdown. Well she's the wonderful woman who inspired that. Now you'll find all the details for the Butterfly Trail competition on the St Albans Rainbow Trails Facebook page. But basically you can either spot one of the beautiful butterfly pictures created by Preet's Rainbow Army and displayed in their windows around the district, or you can draw and display your own butterfly. And you've got until the 5th of June and there's lots of prizes. So I hope you've got nothing else planned for this week because I've got something else for you to do as well. Um, Sunday is the last day that you have to fill out the St Albans Climate Change Questionnaire. Now you might remember that I spoke to Catherine Ross of Sustainable St Albans about this a couple of months back. Um, And this is a survey run by Sustainable St Albans and St Albans Friends of the Earth asking how concerned you are about the climate crisis, what you're already doing about it and what you'd like our local council to do. Now the findings will help inform St Albans District Council's Climate Advisory Group about residents' priorities. Um, already the survey is showing some really interesting findings. About 90% of local people who've responded so far say that they are worried or very worried about the climate crisis. And popular steps that people have already taken to cut their own carbon include cutting food waste and changing the way that they shop for clothes. And high on the list of actions of things that they'd like to see the council doing is planting more trees. There's still a few days for you to add your views and to fill in the survey you've got until Sunday the 6th of June. And you'll find the survey at stalbansfoe.org and sustainablestalbans.org or in the notes that go with the podcast of this show. As always, it's always great to hear from you. You'll find us on Twitter at RV underscore environment or check out the environment. Matters Facebook page, or you can drop me a line on Amanda at RadioVerilum.com. Always good to hear from you. I'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, thank you for listening.